Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Reem. Welcome back to a new episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator. I come back to you with a new episode, a new expert, new subject that will help you elevate your business and take it to the next level and accelerate your success. If you're new to the show, welcome. I assume you're an entrepreneur or maybe planning to be one day. And as I always say, you don't have to be kicked out of your job like me or wait for a pandemic to consider starting a business and be your own boss. So this is the right time and you are in the right place. Because in this show, I speak all about entrepreneurship, mindset, sales, uh, marketing, everything that you need to help you accelerate your business and amplify your success. And in this specific episode, I'm super excited because I speak with the founder and owner of uh, Peak Advisory Group. She's Jennifer Peak. She's an expert who will be helping you and talking about how to grow the value of your business. Why is it important to read your numbers or to know your numbers and why is it important to focus on your profits rather than on your sales it's a very very important topic even if you're just starting out it's very good for you to focus on these elements in your business I see a lot of people who are really ignoring this part uh, when they're starting out so make sure to listen grab a notebook and take some notes. Uh, Jennifer is amazing and I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you find it helpful, please share it with your friends. And without further ado, let's go ahead and listen to this episode. I hope that you enjoy it. I don't know where you are in life right now or where it is you want to go. But if you are a curious soul like me, I know this about you. You are searching for greatness in life. You desire financial freedom. And you ask yourself daily how you can master success in business without wasting years of your life. On this show, we are going to interview all the leading experts and influencers in the fields of marketing, mindset, and sales to expose all the tips and tricks you need to accelerate your business and amplify your success. My name is Reem Kharbat, and this is the Entrepreneur Accelerator. everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator. This is Reem. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'm really happy for this episode, not because that I have a strong, powerful, beautiful female entrepreneur with me here today, but also we share a lot of common things and that's why I need Jennifer Peak here with me and I'm super happy to have her here on the show. Jennifer, she is a strategist, a solutions innovator. She is the founder of Peak, which is, it provides its clients with key strategic insights while helping them develop plans to execute on their visions and profitability. Peak Advisory Group, they have female-led business uh, clients and they help with executive decisions and identifying business plans. And Jennifer consults with executives and business owners to identify business gaps and opportunities to increase value and prepare them for the next stage of business evolution from growth to varied exit strategies. Uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for being here on the show. I'm super happy to have you here with me here today on the Entrepreneur Accelerator podcast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, Jennifer, you know, uh, for me at least, I've been in the lockdown for almost four months. 
And I know it, uh, it's different in the other side of the world. In the States, it's, you know, it's getting better. But I think the fear and the financial situation for most of the business owners and entrepreneurs are maybe not as stable and as, let's say, positive as before. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a lot of people losing their jobs, shutting down their businesses and jumping you know, from one idea to the other, but not knowing really uh, what to do next. How is it over there? And from your experience, um, how do you see the situation is coming out? Well, it's a really interesting question, particularly right now. Um, you know, when we're recording this, we're getting ready to like tomorrow's the 1st of July. And a lot of the states here in the United States started opening back up. And now some of them are shutting back down. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's very much a roller coaster. And I think that that's true for business owners as well. It's very hard to anticipate what a whole new set of requirements may be depending upon the taxes that they have, right? So you're matching that up with the fact that they may have had to close, that they may have seen a slowdown. And I think a lot of business owners feel like every morning when they wake up, there's some new rule that they have to abide yeah. by. And, and that's on top of all of the other things that they already needed to be doing as business owners. So it's a really interesting time. And it's one of the things that we have seen is there's some slowdown. So mm. I think there's a lot of caution mm. um, for business owners right now. They don't really know how long it's going to take to get yeah. back to, you know, where we were in January and February, even for a number of business centers that receive PPP, which is a specific program here in the States, even for a number of business centers that receive some of that, those funds, you know, that only goes so far. And it doesn't change the fact that a lot of businesses are going to have to make some sort of change um, yeah. just to be able to survive. It was a nice, um, pause, but it doesn't change that there are some longer term issues that need to be addressed. Yeah. So part of what you're doing is helping, uh, let's say, um, female led uh, business uh, uh, businesses understanding more uh, the situation of their business and how they can build value more value mm -hmm. to it how to make it grow uh, because you know being in this field let's say for just five years I used to be an employee for 15 years but as an entrepreneur and as a business owner myself and as a female business owner it's great honestly, to find the support from another uh, great female entrepreneur like you. But it's, it's really important. I, I would like you to explain to my audience, why is it really important to understand the value and to understand the value of the profit and how to look at your profit, how to know your numbers. I see a lot of people just focusing mm -hmm. on the business itself and they totally ignore uh, the financial side of it. I'm not a CPA. I'm not a, um, I don't have a business degree, but that does not mean that you have to ignore that. How can you help them in that? And why is it really important to read your numbers properly? So such a Pandora's box there, right? Um, yeah. you know, a couple of things. I saw a really good quote one time from a business owner who said something along the lines of, I didn't realize that owning my own company was going to, you know, give me a degree in accounting basically. Yeah. True. And, and, and I think that's, that's the case. And, you know, one of the things that I would say about it is this, 
the money or the lack thereof will keep you up at night, whether you're looking at it or not. And so really arming yourself with the best information that you can possibly get is great. And most businesses and business owners can look at some key pieces of information that they can get very quickly that will help them keep a pulse on their business without having to deep dive into financial reporting and learning how to do financial statements and, and those types of things. It is not just the, I get up every morning and see if I have money in my bank account yes. version, right? But there are some other intermediate steps. You know, one of the big things that we see happen a lot is we have some, so we have some business owners that started their companies. They've run their companies for 30 years. They have a really good sense of whether they're making money or not making money, but they've built that over time. And, and they've really like come to know that. And some of them are really good at it and some of them are terrible. But, but we see a lot of focus on revenue without a lot of focus on profit. And Absolutely. you know, there's theory that you can make it up on volume. And that's only true if that revenue generates at least a penny's worth of profit. Yeah. If that revenue loses a penny, it's going to take you a long time, but you're going to run out of money. And so really understanding that profit will, one, help you sleep better at night because you're not constantly worried about if you have employees or making payroll or how you're going to pay a vendor or how you're going to pay yourself, you know, just some of those key elements. And then on a longer term basis, profitability is really what creates the value of your company. You know, we would all like to think that the value of our company is based on how hard we work and how dedicated we are and, yeah. you know, the marquee value of our customers. And the reality of it is it's somebody, if you wanted to sell your company, mm. if it's not making money, no one's going to buy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, even the valuation is going to be totally different. Like yeah. I know that part of the, the, one of the methods to evaluate your company is by taking the EBITDA or the earning mm -hmm. before earn, uh, interest and taxes and just multiply it by five, for example, by three. Right, exactly. That's and right. then you will get the value of your company. And from there, you know, if you can just have a, a, a profitable exit plan for your um, business or not. And, uh, I've seen a lot, Jennifer, I literally seen a lot of people who has so much, I don't want to say ignorance, but sometimes it's a difficult subject to understand and to think about. So I want to ask you, if I want to start my business, having this idea that I want to build my business just to create a legacy and to keep it for mm -hmm. my grandchildren, my grand, grand, grandchildren, or to have an exit plan and sell it for a profit and then started something else. Is there a specific way? How should I look at my business or is there a specific way to start looking at my business? If I want to have an exit plan, a profitable exit plan, let's say in 10, 15 years, or like, how should I uh, look and, and how should I operate my business differently if I want just to keep it or if I want to sell it? So I, the way that I approach the idea of building business value is all of the things that you would do, regardless of how you may or may not want to exit your company, are the things that make a healthy business and give you the most flexibility for how you're going to exit your company. So you're going to create a legacy regardless of whether you, yeah. whether your grandchildren end up running it, right? Or whether you take that money and really create generational wealth and 
have that for your family to do additional things with. And that company is going to continue to live on with whomever you sell it to. So if you have mm. employees, that's a legacy for them. It's a legacy for your customers. All of those things are, are fantastic. And really, you don't have to decide how you're going to exit to be able to make those decisions. So mm. creating that value and having that profitability is the foundation for any future decision you may want to make. Um, and it's nice to have options. I mean, that's the yeah. real thing, right? Like, yeah. you don't have to decide today, you're going to have options and you can have confidence that you're going to have more options because you've created a valuable company. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's one thing to think about is this idea of profitability and generating value through profitability really applies to anybody no yeah. matter where you are in, in the life cycle of your company. So the first thing is y'all are going to have to look at your numbers. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to get granular with it, but you need to make sure the big thing, are you at least getting the information, right? Are you capturing the data? Do you know what you're charging your customers and what they're paying you? And are you giving a whole bunch of discounts or putting everything on sale all the time? And then secondly, how much does that cost you? Right? What are you spending on your employees on if you're buying products to resell them? How much does that cost you? So really just kind of getting a baseline on here's how much we bring in and here's how much goes out the door. And I think we try, we want to make this more complicated than it needs to be. But if mm. you're running your household, you know how much is coming in the door and how That's much is true. going out. And it's the same idea. It's just instead of it being your household, it's your business. Yeah. And, and I, I think we always want to be like, Oh, it's totally different. It's not totally different. So just, you know, trying not to, and, and, and I think part of that is because, um, one, as a household, you really are running on a cash basis. So it is about what True. comes in and goes out, right? So that's a little different. Mm. Um, but the other thing is that there's a lot of buzzwords that, um, experts like to throw around, like you mentioned mm. EBITDA as an example. Um, yeah. and I that's scary. Be, yeah. Right. And I think that can be intimidating, um, True. to, to business owners, particularly if they're just starting out or, or well to anybody really, but it can be intimidating and it doesn't have to be intimidating. Um, the, the other thing is that there's a lot of, there can be a lot of systems in place that feel like they're black boxes full of magic yes. and things just yes. spit out from them and no one knows where they come from, um, which just adds to the intimidation and a little bit of the confusion, but yeah. it really doesn't have to be that hard. It, there's, you know, you can always go to YouTube. It's, <laughs> it's certainly worth, you know, one of the things that I do think is challenging is finding a financial professional who has the spirit of teaching as opposed to just, yeah, I'll do your taxes three months after your year's over and look at that. You didn't make any money, right? Mm. That's not helpful to a business mm. owner. So you really need to be able to get information as timely as you can yeah. um, so that you can make adjustments. So that, that's the first thing. The second thing is trying to understand and get visibility into if you have more than one product or service, how profitable are each of those individuals? Absolutely. You know, we have clients that want to have what I'll call a foot in the door project. 
that doesn't make any money. And the theory is that after that fit in the door project, then that client will hire them to do other things. And that may or may not be true. Mm -hmm. And really understanding how many times do you do those break even or loss leader projects or services or products and they convert into something that's more profitable mm-hmm. and, and knowing what that is. Um, it's, it's a real dynamic. One of my clients uh, runs a, a printing company mm-hmm. and they had historically built a front end product that made it easier for customers to order printing yeah. and they would do this front end order system for free, mm. assuming that there would be a certain amount of volume on the back end. There was no contract that required that volume. There was no assurance that that was ever yeah. going to happen. It was some assumptions along the way. And this front end project took a long time. So you're paying people to get that project done and you're not making any money. You can go broke doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a real opportunity, I think, for companies to look at their products and services individually. Um, We all have a tendency to just kind of throw everything together and then it comes out all right in the end. Like the time is great. Yes. Um, But you know, one of the things that happened during the pandemic is that we've really seen some businesses have to shift the way that they're delivering their products and services Mm -hmm. and their mix of customers and their mix of products changed. Mm -hmm. And that may or may not be a good move um, on the long-term basis. So let's use the easy one. Here in the States, we all had to stop going to the restaurants. And so we all started just getting carried out, right? True. Okay, so now I've got a business that maybe 5% of their revenue came from carry out and now 95% is going to come from carry out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the goal is to keep the lights on and the doors open um, for the short term, but on a longer term basis, you know, what's really going to happen? Can they do that profitably? And do they want to take their, maybe they are going to need to take their restaurant that direction on a more long-term basis. And, And those nuances apply to a lot of different types of businesses. That's just a really easy example. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, um, to confirm on what you were saying earlier, um, seriously, um, we were talking about how, uh, that it's sometimes it's, it's intimidating to look at your numbers because not everyone is coming from a financial background Not everyone, uh, will understand what, in, what an, what an EBITDA is or yeah. like, Honestly, it is intimidating and I understand totally, but that's why I always, and I always care to tell my listeners that you don't have to be perfect as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. You don't have to know everything, but at least you need to have someone with you who is excellent at that part, Mm -hmm. who will support you and be your integral part that complements you and will help you look at things properly. So even if you're, you don't like taxes or if you don't like looking at you know, numbers or EBITDA or building business plans or anything of that, but you need someone who is excellent at what he does, who will support you to look at, uh, at your business, to give you um, 
a vision on where you're heading and what is the next move. And definitely that's why we have people like Jennifer who will be like, like supporting you and giving you the advice and the knowledge on how to look at your business and how to look at ways to grow it uh, and to increase the value of what you're doing. Uh, this is really important. I always say that just focus on what you do best and outsource the rest. Mm -hmm. Just find someone who is really, really good at what he's doing. And on the other side, we're talking about um, how it's important to understand the profitability of each product that you're selling and not just because most of entrepreneurs, as you said, they just focus on sales, focus on revenues, and they totally don't know what is going out inside, mm -hmm. you know, and Hey, we did 10 millions of dollars. Woohoo. Let's celebrate. But if just 5% of that is net profit, then I don't think that you're doing really well. And then you need to dig deep and know what is absorbing or consuming your revenue? Where is it going? And just simply sometimes by looking at, uh, um, if you look at the numbers and the simple tweaks here and there, you might just uh, increase and double your profitability if you know exactly where everything is going. And um, so again, I'm so happy that you're here with me to support this concept. I mm -hmm. keep always talking about this, that reading numbers, understanding your numbers is the number one. It's one of the mis top mistakes that entrepreneurs are doing. They sometimes focus on the wrong numbers. They mm -hmm. ignore the most important numbers. And now with everything that is changing in the world, we need to uh, also, if we understand our numbers, we'll be able to make more informed decisions and shifts or uh, uh, pivot our business uh, right. in, a, in a different way. Um, Jennifer, also, uh, you're working with female entrepreneurs or female business owners. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you think that, um, is there any difference between male or female uh, uh, working in this field in, in being or in leading businesses? You know, I think there's definitely a different approach that our women business owners have. Um, and I think they, so from my experience, our women business leaders and, and owners and executives are much better at creating a culture of teamwork mm -hmm. and really making sure that they've got, you know, employees that are operating as a team. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that they're not aggressive and they're not ambitious and, you know, all of those things, but they're really focused on creating that culture that provides the energy for the company and the team to achieve its goals mm -hmm. and, and, and really bringing those different skill sets into play. Whereas when the, the men that we work with are a little less focused on yeah. company culture and a lot more focused on just strictly goal achievement. So I think it's probably a, you know, they can have the same exact goals and maybe even the same financial results, but the how they're accomplishing those goals is quite a bit different. And I think one of the things that's really, really good about the approach that female business owners take, it goes back to our comments about legacy, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Part of the value, the, the intrinsic value of your company is your team, right? It's your mm -hmm. leadership. It's the people that work there. It's the relationships they cultivate with your customers. True. You know, all of those things do add to the value of your company. It can be hard to quantify until you get to the very end, but mm -hmm. it's not invaluable. I mean, in fact, it, it, it's really highly valuable. And you know, one, some of the biggest problems that we see when we just do straight up business valuations and we have people who are already like, I'm done, I'm out of here. Yeah. And we will identify challenges in the business. And there are some challenges in a business that you could fix with the right person, right? Mm. If you just hired a general manager, let's use that yeah. as an example, right? We have a business owner who's still doing too much in the company and we really need to get their replacement in there. Um, yes. so that it's more marketable, right? So that's an easy example. And, and that doesn't take as much time as your financials are in the toilet and we've got to have a three-year track record of mm. good results before you're going to be able to sell this. And that comes with some hard decisions. It comes with some focus and it comes with more energy and not everybody is ready to do that. Once they've decided that they want to exit, it can be hard to get them back on the commitment. Yeah. So, um, those are, those are some of the things, but like I said, you know, one of the things that our, our women business owners do is they're really good about cultivating that team and that, which really the helps culture. in a potential trend. Yeah. And it's, it really has a lot of, um, and when you have that culture, it's, I think easier to create a brand identity because it's pervasive yes. in your organization and that's important. That has a value to it as well. You know, Jennifer, I was just thinking that are, especially now with the pandemic and with all the ch changes and, you know, a lot of businesses are shutting down. Uh, and as you said, some of them, they're like, we're tired. We don't know what to do. Let's shut off everything and just quit. So there's also, if we're like, if we're having this opportunity mindset and trying to find an opportunity in what is happening now. Mm -hmm. I think we, we have a big opportunity in here in acquiring new businesses or acquiring mm -hmm. businesses for cheap prices and take it from there and build on it and turn it into, um, let's say, a profitable, profitable business. Instead of, for example, me starting something from scratch, yep. I can just simply acquire uh, a business um, for cheap and, and build on it. What do you think is um, like, is this can, uh, can be like a good opportunity and how can we find uh, or what are the criteria that will help us uh, identify if this is a good business, business that I should uh, seize the opportunity and acquire, for example? Yeah, I definitely think it is an opportunity and I, I would encourage people to think about it um, as, a, as a, there are different types of opportunities. So the one that you mentioned was basically acquiring a whole business. And that's certainly an option. Other options include um, acquiring customers, expanding market mm -hmm. share, maybe picking up a product line um, without mm -hmm. acquiring the whole business. So, mm -hmm. you know, being a little bit more selective about what you're doing. And, and in, in each of those frameworks, you know, what I would encourage business owners to think about is 
what is something in your own company that you either want to complement or expand? Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you've got a certain type of product or service and there's a complementary product or service that your customers would like, would really be interested in buying, um, that's a great thing because now you don't, you, you've already got the customers. You just have to add the product or service. And if you can acquire that instead of building it organically, you yes. can get a lot of traction much faster and you already have customers who are going to buy it. Mm -hmm. um, sort of on the other side of the same coin is if you've got a product or service and you had a competitor, even if it's a friendly competitor, right? Who's no longer going to be providing that product or service either because they've decided not to, or because they're just going out of business in total, you can build your customer base and expand your customer base. And one of the things that's great about that is now you have more customers, mm. you've probably increased your market share, and that's gonna make you that much more capable and competitive in the current time, as mm. well as for whatever's coming in the future. Um, and so there's, just, there's ways to shore up your foundation um, yeah. in those opportunities. You can also certainly acquire a business to your original point. Um, yeah. And when you're doing that, you know, what you want to look at, and this is, this is a really, um, it's a very, it's a very interesting time, right? Yes. So from a, like we do business valuations on a mm -hmm. standalone basis. And one of the things that we're looking at and everyone is looking at is what are the impacts of the pandemic? Are they, is it a blip? Is a minor dip? Is it just a moment and everything comes back and everything's like it was? Or are there more longer term implications? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I've said is I think you have to really be careful about did your customers buying habits change mm -hmm. while they were in lockdown? Sure. Sure. You know, sure. everybody went yeah. online. Um, you know, we, there, there are just certain services that even though they were essential and are essential, um, they used to be provided 100% in person and now they're not. Yes. And yes. once somebody decides that they don't have to get that service in person, they can do it all online. Mm -hmm. Um, that changes everything it, it, or it can change everything. There's a new opportunity for people to make a different decision. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's smaller business examples of this, but let's use the easy one. The easy one is mm -hmm. no one's going to the office. Every company that said we can't work remotely had that blown out of the water in the last three or four months. True. So because true. now everybody's working remotely. And that doesn't mean that, that on a long-term basis, that's the best for every company. But it will be much harder for companies and businesses to say, we can't do it that way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think the same is true for customers. They, yeah. their, their ability and willingness to change what they're buying and how they're buying it and how it gets provided to them, mm. I think that's changed permanently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I own a SaaS business. And literally during the past uh, five years building it, we were like, we felt that we needed a huge budget for 
educating people on why they need to use it, how to use it. Like we really had set a big budget just for education. <laughs> and mm -hmm. we were, um, let's say, surprised, but happily surprised that during the pandemic, our sales, uh, uh, it, it boosted like maybe six mm -hmm. times even more because now people are just out of the needs are changed. The needs changed. Like it's totally different than before. As you said, mm -hmm. you don't have to go to the office. And if you don't go to the office, there should be something different to substitute that you need to find a way. And here is a, a, an opportunity where you can um, find, you need to find, you need to be creative. And as an entrepreneur, you need to find solutions and help other people uh, and being part of finding solutions for others. So uh, there are many uh, opportunities out there during the pandemic. So if you have this opportunity mindset, um, instead of just, as you said, quitting and just, I, I'm fed up and I, I can't uh, do it anymore. You can just try to look at the situation in a different way and try to, if you just manage to help yourself, and you will help other people and then you create another revenue streams are totally different uh, revenue streams for you. So um, it's seriously amazing. And, and what we're witnessing Jennifer these days with, with the pandemic and with everything you were saying before the show that it's not just a normal slowdown in the economy. Yep. Like we would have, you know, just read, the history and seeing how would you deal with that and read some reports and you expect what happens after that. But this, no one knows what's happening and it's really incredible. But at the same time, we need to be, we, we really need to find the opportunity in what is happening and whether it's personal or on our uh, mm -hmm. business level. So I truly appreciate you. I'm really happy that you're here. I want to ask you one last question um, for my female entrepreneurs, at least. Uh, the theme of my show is the Entrepreneur Accelerator. And I always try uh, to find what is the best strategy uh, from my guest experts uh, to help our listeners to take and implement immediately. If there, if there is a tip or a strategy or a trick that will help uh, our listeners to take immediately and put into action to increase their, let's say, profits or value mm -hmm. or accelerate their success, what would it be in your opinion? Wow. Um, you know, I really do think that it could be as easy as making the decision not to be overwhelmed by your numbers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I really think that the first step is that decision to, to not say, I'm not going to accept the idea that that's out of my league or mm. I, I don't have the ability. Um, so that's the first thing. And then the, the second thing related to that is do find a good financial partner, somebody who loves that stuff, right? Like, so you and I are numbers people. And so we sort of geek yes. out on it and it's fantastic. Um, but a good partner is somebody that can take something that could be complicated and make it simple, right? Yes. That's, the, that's, that's really the mark of somebody who understands what they're looking at and how they can help you best is for somebody to simplify it. 
Um, anybody who wants to make it really complicated for you doesn't have your best interest at heart. Yes, yes, totally agree. Totally agree. People, again, Jennifer is helping me in here. She's supporting me in here. Two things, in my opinion, you need not to forget and you need to uh, include in your business and to focus on two people so important to have around you is your um, financial advisor and your legal advisor. Have these two and you will be um, good to go and do whatever. Just do what you do best and outsource the rest. Bring uh, great people around you and everything will be okay. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Uh, if people want to know more about you and about uh, Peak Consultant uh, Organization, where can they find you? So two best places are you can find me personally on LinkedIn at Jennifer Peak P-E-E-K. Mm -hmm. And then the other way is through our website, which is peak, P-E-E-K, advisory.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to put these information, guys, in the notes. And um, one more time, Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. I'm super happy uh, that another female entrepreneur is here on the show. We rock, guys. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Hey, and thanks for listening. If you've liked this episode and you want to go a lot deeper and you want to learn more about my philosophies and methodologies and tactics on leadership, business, finance, and mindset, everything that I learned and implemented to hit the seven figure while building the business around your life and family, if you want to create an impact and be a high achiever, then I really encourage you to check out my program, the Business Accelerator Lab. It's transforming lives because it's an implementation lab. It's the information there is really, really powerful and very tactical. You know, people have asked me before, Reem, how did you manage to get all that done in just a few years with no following, no external funding? And they asked, can you mentor us? They understand that all great athletes have a coach because a coach holds them accountable. Even superstars have a mentor because a mentor pushes them and challenges them and is honest with them and teaches them. And so if you believe that you are maybe stuck in your life or maybe you're successful but you want to significantly get to the next level, if that's of an interest to you and you don't want to waste years of your life trying to figure it out, then I'd love to tell you about the Business Accelerator Lab. It's my mentoring program where you're gonna absolutely love it. We'll talk all mindset, business, marketing, productivity, simply how to run your business and not let your business run you. It's exactly what I've done and how I managed to build three businesses all the way from Saudi Arabia while being a mom. The final thing that I'll leave you with is this. If this episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator has been valuable to you, I would love it if you would share it with three of your friends in the next 24 hours so we can get the message out. I want to thank you for being here with me in this episode and I wish that you all received great value from it. If you'd like to know more about me and what I do, let's connect on Facebook or maybe you can book a power session with me at reemkharbat.com. That is R-E-E-M-K-H-A-R-B-A-T.com. One more time, thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Take care.